0: Welcome to the Transforming Lives Podcast, where we celebrate how God is at work in the hearts and minds of individuals and families whose lives have been transformed by excellent Christ-centered education. I am your host, Dr. Andy Goodwin, and it is my honor to share these inspiring stories for your encouragement and for the advancement of the kingdom. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Transforming Lives Podcast. I am here today with Isaac Spencer, Covenant Christian High School class of 2023, grandson to our original principal and CEO, Jim Spencer, and son to our tech director, Brad Spencer, and he happened to be our Heart of Covenant winner last year, very well-deserved. Isaac, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So good to be with you today and chat about what God is up to uh, through you, through your family, through Christian Ed, and up at Purdue University. Correct. Yeah. So you're attending there studying what?
1: I am studying robotics engineering technology
0: in the Poly Polytechnic Institute. Oh, yeah. Simple stuff. Yeah, basically, right? (laughs) And you were part of the robotics team here at Covenant. Correct. Making some noise out there and high levels of competition. Tell us about that. Yeah, we participate in the VEX Robotics competition
1: in high school, and also I'm continuing it in college. It's called Mm -hmm. VEX U instead of uh, VEX EDR or VEX VRC. The concept is that you have a team of people, and You are able to choose from these parts that this company, Vex, makes, and you and your team can build a robot out of these parts that they're providing for you, and your goal is to be able to complete a challenge that they have set up for the year. So the challenge changes every year. So this past year was called Spin Up, and the objective was Disc Golf. And so the robot was supposed to pick up these little foam discs off of the ground and then shoot them into these little disc golf baskets. And uh, the team with the most points wins. Uh, You are participating with another robot, it's uh, two robots against. To other robots. So you're working as a team with another robot and that other robot, it could be from at state competitions. It could be from somebody across the state at the world competition. It could be somebody from the other side of the world. It's awesome. We teamed with a team from Australia at the world's competition in Dallas, Texas. It was amazing to hear what they had to say about the experiences of making their robot and of going to competitions for them versus going to competitions for us. One Another thing is that in Indiana, we have the most competitive robotics scene,
0: which is really exciting. You all got to participate at the state level, which because Indiana is so saturated with so much good competition, winning anything here is a really big deal. Yes. What have you all won during your senior year? Okay, so I
1: believe we've won 23 awards in total. There are three categories of awards. There's a judged award, which means when your team goes to a competition, another aspect of going to a competition is getting your team evaluated by judges that are there. They will... Look at your team. They'll interview you. They'll also look at your engineering notebook, which is not required to have, but it's recommended. And that notebook is just a written history of your robot. It goes from this was the first iteration of our robot, but then this one thing didn't work, so we decided to change it. And then we changed it again. And then we decided we need a whole other robot design. So we scrapped that idea, and here's why we did that. The judges will look at that. And then based off that, you may get a judged award, design award, uh, create award, innovate. There's several. And basically, if you really excelled at coming up with a creative idea, maybe your idea didn't work out the way you wanted it to perfectly, but you had a robot design that nobody else had thought of, nobody else was even close to coming up with, you might get the create award. If you were really high performing as a single team. You're in teams, but just looking at your single team, if you're really high performing in matches, you might get the design award. And then there's a whole bunch. there's a skills award. So speaking of just your robot, just having one robot on the field, there is an opportunity for your robot and just you to complete the challenge just by yourself. So you're not going against anybody and you're also not going with anybody. That's called your skills score. And if you get the highest skill score at a match, you can get the skills champion award. And then finally, we have the third type of award, which is if you win either if you're a semifinalist or a finalist or a tournament champion, but your team had a little extra oomph. And if you're being nominated for all of these separate awards, there's one award that is a culmination of all five or six of those. And so if you get the excellence award, the tournament champion award and the tournament tournament skills award, that's called a triple crown and it's pretty rare to get, but you can get all three. And we were lucky enough to get that I believe two or three times. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. And you got to go to Worlds and yes. to state. Congratulations. Very yep. cool. Okay. We usually start off with the same two questions. So First, what is true and good and beautiful in your life right now? Yeah, I'll try and go through in that order. Um,
1: so I'm in college now. I'm not in high school. I'm not living with my parents anymore. And something that I've found really true is that it's really amazing. And I, this could, all these could probably fit into each other's categories. Um, they're also intertwined. But something I found really interesting is I'm able to really spread what life I've had so far to the other people around me. So Mm. I live in a dorm and I will say it's quite a different environment. I think the biggest thing is probably love Mm. is just being able to expound abundant love to them. And if they need help, not turning away showing them that I care. It might be weird. Oh, that's weird. Why are you caring for that person? If they're maybe not the nicest person or if they're not probably the cleanest Mm -hmm. person, but showing that love. And that's also been something that God's been calling me to do is just get out there more, talk to more people and to show that love that has been, and I think we'll get into this later, but has been so abundantly given here at covenant. Yeah. Um, For Good. Oh man. I'm able to go to college with a lot of my best friends. So I'm rooming with my best friend. And then there are several other people that were in my friend group that are also going to Purdue with me. It's really comforting as well as it, it it leaves some stress. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going through this alone. It's really helpful. Um, for beautiful, um, I was able to bring uh, actually a couple of my guitars uh, to Purdue. I love to play music. Mm-hmm. I love to try and write music. It's generally instrumental. There probably won't be any CDs or I guess CDs aren't really a thing anymore, but there won't be any Spotify links very soon. I just I love playing music, and especially on my guitar on my I have an electric and acoustic, and on my acoustic. I feel like I can really get a certain warmth out of playing. It also helps calm me. If I am going through, oh, today was a crazy day, I can play some acoustic guitar. And maybe it's, maybe it's upbeat playing. Maybe it's more mellow finger style, like this is going to make you fall asleep kind of music. But I found that playing, and not even necessarily playing a song that I know maybe I'm letting my mind move my fingers and Mm. just flowing with it, that can really, to me, that's really helped me become calmed and to just be able to feel the presence of the Lord. And then with electric, I am notorious for not singing. So... If there's a church service, I'll be, like, really nervous about singing because I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want people to hear this next to me. I'm on the church at my campus's worship team. I just got oh, accepted so onto cool. that. So I will be playing electric on at Campus House, so that'll be very exciting. But on electric guitar, it's obviously a little bit of a different – it's a different instrument, but you're plugging in to an amplifier of some sort or to another interface that can change the sound – And you're able to modify the sound into kind of whatever you want. And something that I like to do is play lead guitar, and that's generally with the uh, distortion. And I can only describe it as I can get this sense of I'm flying (laughs) when playing electric guitar, when playing some sort of lead. Again, this is not something I'm not necessarily playing a lead that I've learned in the past, but if I can just... I might find a backing track online and play to it and just see where the backing track takes me and where my fingers take me, and it uplifts me. It's really—I haven't found something else that—another activity, maybe other than like hanging out with friends or something like that, but something that I can just do on my own and reading Scripture.
0: Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And as you noted, so speaking then of Scripture— what is a passage that you may have been dwelling on recently? So similar to what I've been talking about. So Ephesians 5.19,
1: sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just think that is so amazing for a few reasons. I am a very logical-minded person. I take a lot of things literally and it's part of how I'm reading this is from that mindset, but it says make music from the heart. And that to me is what music should be. Mm. Music should tell a story, but it should be from the heart. If it's not from the heart, then you're not really telling a good story. This, the scripture really stands out to me um, because it acts as a guide to my own playing. If I'm, playing something that it's just not there, there, there is a sense in music when you're playing something that this, this doesn't really fit me. This isn't really, um, me playing and not saying that it's like, there's a certain song that you can't play because it's not your style, but there's a way to play a song that fits you. And once you can find that it's really beautiful to see the outcome
0: it is amazing to read a particular scripture and sometimes if it hasn't touched on your heart in a particular way so proximate to in this case music for you we can read it and it's good information and okay we got it got the message but when you're living and breathing that message and that really touches the who you are that's great okay thanks so much yeah All right, so your covenant story. Yeah. (laughs) Unique.
1: That's, yeah, that's definitely,
0: that's a word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, each covenant story is unique. Correct, yeah. But yours especially. (laughs) Tell me about how you came to be a part of covenant.
1: Okay, so we're going to have to go back. At the very beginning of this whole talk, you did mention that my grandpa was the kind of founding CEO of Covenant. And then my dad also works here as the IT guy. I think it it started with my grandpa and how he would interact with me. Just even before I knew about Covenant, I didn't even know Covenant was a place that my grandpa started until probably sixth or seventh grade, something. So I'd gone a while just knowing this is where my dad works but I would visit my grandparents. And I think part of just the way that my grandpa would talk to me and explain things and some of the things that he would... He was a woodworker, Mm -hmm. and he would make beautiful... Some were more art-like pieces. There's a few of them that are uh, still here. He made toolboxes and like stands for things, shelves. There was always some sense of, there is there's always some sort of love that was put into his work. And actually, my worldview topic here at Covenant was that handmade objects have a unique quality that can't be replicated by the work of just technology. Mm-hmm. Or just going, seeing my grandpa make, um, or like a chessboard Um, He would make uh, like a chessboard that underneath would have like a storage spot for all the pieces. Um, Seeing how he would make that all by hand and use sometimes use a chisel instead of a saw to cut things out just because that's how he wanted it to be. And there was a lot of particularness in the way that he did things in a good way that kind of showed that This is what part of what Covenant is. And then as I moved on later in life, I'd I'd come in to the school. Uh, I didn't really know at the time. I just knew this is where my dad works. And there's a lot of people that are really excited to see me when I come in for a while. And then eventually I learned, oh, this is is really where I want to go. And I don't know exactly when that transition point was, but I'll get into that here in a second. But when I was younger, for sure, I always felt home here. There was. There's something special about Covenant that you get really good staff. <laughs> they'd always be excited to see me, and I would always be excited to see them, and they'd always just be excited that I was there. Hmm. That really made an impact. Maybe it was an impact that I didn't see it happening while it was happening, but something definitely later in life I really appreciate, and that's something I... There's not really... Many other experiences that could have given me that.
0: Yeah. So that's your runway into yes. becoming part of yes. the covenant community. Unbeknownst to you, that you're or, or it flew over you that your grandpa had started it until right. about middle school. Yeah. Still feeling at home here. Yeah. Being welcomed in, being known by name, those types of things. And you mentioned that covenant is a, a special place. I would agree. What has your covenant experience been like? as a student. Covenant is a relatively
1: small school, but the opportunities that you can get here are probably greater than most of what you can get elsewhere. There's certainly more opportunities other elsewhere. There's a certain uniqueness of that opportunity that I haven't really found. And even in college, there are vast opportunities. There's it seems like endless in just the staff like there's a professor that's just doing a subcategory of a subset of a some very small part of this bigger category that's something i still find that there's a little bit of a lack of there's not that special connection that's another thing teachers are friends and that is so amazing Mm
0: -hmm. and Mm -hmm.
1: i wish that maybe more places could catch on and try and emphasize that more.
0: Hmm.
1: And I think there's certainly something about the community that we have that promotes that a little bit more, but being able to go to a teacher with not just a question for the class, but a question f- from your life I'm really struggling with whatever, and it could be a it could be a small thing or it could be a big thing. Just being able to have that comfortableness to go to that teacher. Maybe you're really bad in that subject, but still being able to go saying, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help? And having the staff be able to give you a thoughtful and impactful answer. I know people here, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and I haven't really found that elsewhere.
0: All right. So you've talked about music and the way that you talk about it. It seems like it's more of an expression. Yes. You haven't used the terms excellent and achievement, although I think people would very easily say you are excellent at music, you are excellent at the things that you do, and you have achieved much through those two main known things of of music and robotics. But... It doesn't seem like achievement is a main motivator for you. It may be, but I'm wondering how you personally, how your family thinks and talks about excellence and achievement. I'm I'm curious also about those two things related to identity.
1: Oh, okay. So in terms of robotics, I just enjoy doing it. There's always a challenge I love problem solving and being creative and doing that, especially with other like minds, we happen to do well (laughs) and getting those awards for sure, that gave us confidence and that it's not like we were like, oh, yep, I guess we'll put that on the shelf and pay no attention to it. It definitely made it, gave it, gave us an impact, but that wasn't our primary goal primary idea was I have fun with this. How much fun can we get out of this in high school? And how many connections can we make?
0: Hmm.
1: That was a big thing. And then with music, it's actually I would say this is a little different for me specifically. There's a sense that when you're on stage there is this cool feeling of being up in front of a whole bunch of people and playing music. And I do enjoy that. But I want to convey a story and I want to express with my ability to play guitar emotions that maybe you can't find in uh, words as easily or you can't find as easily in an art piece.
0: Mm -hmm. How do you consider identity when you're talking about excellence and achievement?
1: I think that there's certainly an aspect of humility, of humbleness that goes along with that. That's something I can struggle with for sure. So I think humility definitely plays a role in that identity. I still struggle with, I want to be this rock star or this, however, this identity, but for sure, there's a sense of what am I actually doing with my playing or what am I actually doing in robotics? What am I actually conveying with getting all these awards and such, there's also something I haven't dived into yet: is with the word and with scripture, is this the Lord's work? That, yeah, is this the Lord's work that I'm doing, or is this something that I'm doing for my own want? Once we can get to the space of I'm doing this for God, everything else it doesn't matter if you get awards. It doesn't matter if you are the most applauded person on stage or however that goes. There's a humility that comes with that, like I was talking about earlier. And when you accept God as God knows what's going to happen and he has a plan, once you accept that, which I haven't, I certainly struggle to do that and have denied it, (laughs) which is I need to get better at that. But I found when I just say, you know what? just take me where I should be going and really try and just be open to what he has to say, we can get some of the best results. And, yeah, sometimes we'll get the biggest awards <laughs> when we aren't expecting it. If you're working just to get awards, you probably won't get as many as if you are working The Lord, or you might not get as many, but you don't feel as
0: fulfilled. Yeah, really good. You could probably write a book about that. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if you ever thought about writing a book or if you like writing too much. But our concluding question one book that you think everyone should read. Okay,
1: so this is an obscure answer to the question because it's like an article from a different book. Quick background, in English 12, in dual credit English 12, we got this book called Reading and Writing for ACP Composition. And it's this culmination of a whole bunch of different articles that at first I thought, oh, this is just an English textbook, whatever. As we started going through the articles, my eyes were opened, and I found this book has so much to offer. It has several different articles. They're story by David Brooks. They're story by Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. And that's the one I wanted to focus on specifically. There's an article called Finding Flow. I've read it in class, but I've been rereading through it and reannotating, and it has post-it notes on it. I know it's just an article, but I feel like that has the depth of an entire book. Hmm. It talks about happiness it talks about suffering hmm. it talks about flow being the state of letting this other force guide you almost like you're not doing something for an end goal but you still are it's hard to explain but you're letting what i think in our case is the lord guide you and that can arguably always bring yeah
0: so good a unique pick Yes. Uh- aligns with your uniqueness, your unique story. I hope people will check that out. Isaac Spencer, so good to have you on the Transforming Lives podcast. Thanks for being on the show. The Transforming Lives podcast is a production of Covenant Christian High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. To discover more about minds enlightened, hearts inflamed, and lives transformed, visit our website at covenantchristian.org.